0: Hello Celestial Citizens, I'm Sarah Crudus and welcome to Continuum. The universe is expanding and so is the space industry. With all the new developments, announcements and launches, it can be a lot to keep up to date with, so we're here to help. Continuum is a new show that's making space news relevant for the next generation and boldly challenging the status quo. Whether it's new discoveries and developments in technology or how what we're doing in space affects us all here on Earth, we'll cover it. We stream every other Thursday over at Celestial Citizen on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, and LinkedIn at 4 p.m. Pacific time. And full episodes of the show will be available to watch after the stream on YouTube. Find links to our streams in the episode description. But if you can't make our streams, then this is the podcast for you. Whether you're a space enthusiast or just starting to look up to the stars, we'll take the highlights of our show and collect them for you here. We are the outlet providing space news for everyone. So without further ado, here's the highlights from this week's continuing. To begin with, Elon Musk recently delivered more than two dozen Starlink satellite internet terminals to Ukraine, which has been experiencing significant internet disruption since Russia invaded. The Ukrainian Vice Prime Minister had initially reached out to Musk for help on Twitter He later thanked the SpaceX CEO, saying Starlink keeps our cities connected and emergency services saving lives. Next up, this Russian Soyuz rocket at Baikonur Cosmodrome once proudly displayed badges of international cooperation. The flags of the US, UK, France, Japan and South Korea, but sadly no longer, as these workers blank and whitewash them out, Russia's ongoing invasion in Ukraine and the sanctions plunging Russia deeper into international isolation is tearing apart the relations that just decades ago helped ford the International Space Station. And now let's talk about moons. A team of researchers in Thailand recently discovered the first ever quadruple asteroid system, an asteroid with three moons. Although this does sound eerily similar to my million dollar movie pitch, Three Moons and a Baby. Then this next clip from the Oxford University Press, David Rovery, a planetary scientist at the UK's Open University, An author of the very aptly named Moons, a very short introduction, details which objects can have moons. All kinds of objects can have moons, not just planets, dwarf planets like Pluto and other things out in the Kuiper belt have moons. There are many asteroids that have moons, some really tiny asteroids which whizz by the Earth have tinier moons of their own. And that's just a taste of the story. For more, check out the full episode on YouTube or for the written article, head to our website, continuum-hq.com. A piece of rocket recently slammed into the moon at roughly 9,000 km per hour. The rocket in question has been identified as a Long March 3C, named after the military retreat which resulted in the emergence of Mao Zedong as the undisputed party leader of China. The lead-up to its impact has sparked a wide-ranging debate about space junk, rocket decontamination procedures, and humanity's responsibility towards the moon. David Rovey, who we heard from earlier, says that there's probably between 20 and 40 human-made craters on the moon. That's on top of the 200 plus natural craters speckling our side of the lunar surface. You know, they're natural. So enough with your unhealthy beauty standards for the moon. The search for alien life is one of humanity's greatest and most delicate undertakings. For this reason, some scientists worry that a rocket carrying microbes from Earth could accidentally seed another planet or moon. These microbes would not only risk destroying possible native life forms, but could create a false positive for researchers taking soil samples later on. Now, fortunately, there's a protocol preventing false positives. The Committee on Space Research, or COSPAR, if you're in a hurry, has a set of rigorous sterilization procedures for outgoing spacecraft designed to prevent biological contamination of celestial bodies. Unfortunately, though, not everyone follows them. See, it turns out this isn't the first time the moon has been potentially contaminated with biological material. That distinction belongs to Israeli non-profit Space Isles Bereshit-1 spacecraft, which crashed in 2019 with a payload full of tiny creatures known as tardigrades. (laughs) Unbelievable. For the full story, check out our website, continuum-hq.com, or find the full episode on the Celestial Citizen YouTube channel. Now moving on to private space flights. Are they reserved only for the wealthy elite, or can society make outer space travel accessible for everyone? If you visit Spaceflight Company's Virgin Galactic website, a small purple box in the top right-hand corner reads, fly with us. It directs you to a web page to sign up for a commercial flight. However, even after signing up, a spot on these coveted flights is not guaranteed. And although undisclosed on the website, the price for one seat on a space flight starts at $450,000. I mean, for that price, you could fly from LAX to Newark, New Jersey over 2,000 times, which is 2,000 times more than you'd want to fly to Newark, New Jersey. The rapid commercialization of the space industry has led space companies to rely heavily on public relations stunts to create hype and normalize venturing out into, quote, the final frontier. That's basically how you get the moon renamed the crypto.com natural satellite. Oh, and I hope you like Dunkin' Donuts because on the moon, there's now 50 of them. Blue Origin's NS-19 spaceflight, which launched on December 11, 2021, was the third human spaceflight for the company. It featured Laura Shepard, the daughter of the first American astronaut Alan Shepard. Some would argue that their selection is an example of tokenism coming into play. Rubenstein argues that simply sending women and people of color into space does not make the enterprise inherently more democratic, rather it just paints a veneer of justice over an elitist venture. More recently, SpaceX launched a space flight on September 15th, 2021, on behalf of yet another billionaire, Jared Isaacman. Of the four-person crew of the Inspiration4 mission, none were professional astronauts. So it was basically like Armageddon, but less cool because there weren't even deep core drillers. The successful three-day and first all-civilian spaceflight aimed to raise awareness and funds for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. The mission raised more than $243 million for St. Jude, but Rubinstein sees an ulterior motive. Quote, SpaceX said they are taking these flights for St. Jude's Hospital. Why not just give the money to St. Jude? Why do they have to go to outer space to do that, she says. It's literally like hitting some dude with your car and immediately buying 10 boxes of Girl Scout cookies for his daughter. I mean, I know I just hit you with my car and it looks really bad and everything, but you need to look at the big picture. And that's all from us. Again, if you want to watch the episode in full, check it out on the Celestial Citizen YouTube channel, which is linked in the episode description. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Continuum.hq and Twitter at Continuum underscore HQ. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can stay up to date with what's going on in space. And while you're there, leave us a review so others can find us. And of course, subscribe to our Continuum newsletter on Substack for curated space news content. Tune in two weeks from now to keep up to date with all the cool stuff happening up in that big, beautiful cosmos that we're floating around in. Continuum. One giant leap every other week.